The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. As a true football fan, you already know every weekend our favorite Gridiron Warriors put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They also have all the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. We're on Earth, in case you guys didn't know. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, like Caleb the Greek, pick your locks for the week. Put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come together, the rewards will be huge. They will be huge. Take it from the Greek. Best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. You don't have to be Wolfgang Amadeus Einstein to know this is a smart move. Use the promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. So visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And possibly laid. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Ryan with the time. The pass. And off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left side on the round of This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans, and welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Join me, as always, is the official Kentucky weatherman, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And the guy who keeps Albert O. occupied on the sidelines when he's not being used for 90% of Tiger games, Caleb Bungard. Hello, kids. Well, here we are again. We find ourselves another Tiger game, another humiliating, embarrassing loss. The Tigers lost to Kentucky over the weekend in Lexington, following up what we thought was the worst game of the season against Vanderbilt. But we were wrong. Well, I don't know. Vanderbilt was, I don't know, you, there's an argument made that Vanderbilt was even worse. But let's not quibble. Uh, they're both awful losses. They're, the <laughs> they're terrible, awful, awful losses. These are the two worst teams in the uh, SEC East, and we lost to both of them. And not just lost to them, we got hammered by them. The weird thing about this is that Barry Odom has made a pretty standard living on losing to bad teams. I the, mean, I, the weird thing, Brennan, is there's still people that are making apologies for him. It's Kim Anderson 2.0. It really is. And and the thing is, it's, the weird thing about this is 
the cycle of when a coach gets fired, I guess, is that first things first is irrational fans scream for a coach's head after the first bad loss he ever has. Yeah. Which we can all agree is pretty irrational. But then the losses pile up and more and more fans kind of feel comfortable calling for the coach's head. And that's when the, I don't know, the major college blog writers start making fun of the fans for being irrational. Sure. And saying, no, here's giving you all the reasons why the coach shouldn't be fired. And then after those losses. You know, the fourth year of it. Yeah, after four years of it, then what the blog writers, the media guys start to do is not call for the coach's head, but they start putting out stats on Twitter or in their articles about how many losses a coach has. And in the month of October, for instance. Yeah, and they start saying things negatively about that coach, which basically is a wink and a nod saying, maybe you guys should start talking about how this guy's going to have to go. Mike Leach, I want Mike Leach. I'm putting it on the record right now. Bring us Mike Leach. Hey. Hey, at least if you lose with Mike Leach, it's fucking entertaining. Caleb, I'm serious. I mean, if I am, let's let's be at here at the Mazoncast. Start a movement. Whoever listens to this show, get out there, tweet, hashtag it, hire Mike Leach. He couldn't get me a shrunken head, so I got a t-shirt. Well, first, Colin, before we have to be on the road to hiring a coach, we have to decide whether we're on the fire Barriotto bandwagon. I am on not. that bandwagon. I hopped on. I, I after think you have to fire the coming. offensive coordinator first. I think that's just due process. Well, you've I mean, been I'm, asking for it for two fucking years. I'm okay with firing Dooley now and in, in trying somebody else the rest of the season. But honestly, at this point, do we really want to have somebody else come in? coordinate an offense that looks serviceable and have Barry yet piss away another season where he beats Florida or Tennessee or God forbid even Georgia but cannot fucking hurdle Vanderbilt I think or Kentucky. I think it's a point though if a guy comes in and does better that Barry Odom is terrible at picking coaches also you know if that guy can come in here and do that. Yeah well and I hadn't even gotten through my little cycle of coach firing which is after the media starts to put out little tweets finally they get to the point where the media actually calls for a coach's head then what happens is it becomes on the athletic director and will they make a move at the end of the year will they make a move in the middle of the season and I think we're getting very close to the point where the regular press box super friend style media meanwhile back with the press box super friends are starting to say we should look into alternatives to coaching. Yeah, not everybody. I don't see you don't see a lot of these guys saying it's time to fire Barry, but you see more of it and more of it. And it's the just fan not base is positive. The fan base is split. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't really feel like this. I feel like it's two thirds of the fan base are pissed off at Barry Odom. I think there's one third, as there was with Kim Anderson. These the, like you know the homers, the truthers, the true sons. Yeah, the true son truthers. That's what I what we will call them. Well, who are just like unable to look past their own tunnel vision to see that our coach is not. Not very good. I think what you get is you get people who think if I don't call for the coach's head, I'm being the rational adult. I mean the, the adult room. in the room, yeah, yeah. And so they they're very reluctant to get to that point. But essentially, they're going to get there. We've seen this before. We saw it with Kim Anderson. This is what happens. It's going that direction. Barry Odom is not fixing the problems he's had in the past. Let me run some things by you. I mentioned people will say statistics. Here's some statistics that I saw. From Dave Matter himself, Odom is now four and nineteen against teams with winning records. He is Yikes. fourteen and twenty against Power Five schools. He is one and eight versus ranked opponents. We know what that one team was. It was Florida last year, which saved his job basically after the embarrassing loss to Kentucky last year. He's six and eleven on the road or neutral sites, and he has a twelve and sixteen SEC record. The thing about Barry Odom's winning seasons is it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. You know they they had bad losses 
early and then would run off five straight, six straight wins late against bottom feeders and make people forget how shitty things were early. Well, he's doing that in reverse now. He had his five or six win games early and now, you know, he's circling the drain. He doesn't need, he doesn't know how to keep the kids' eyes on the ball. He doesn't know how to keep them disciplined. That we are we had how many penalties we have last against Vanderbilt? Like twelve for like hundred and twenty yards or something like that. He scored that. seven points against Kentucky. Yeah, I mean he just it's at some point I was away with Kim Anderson. I was like, I don't you understand I don't want Barry Odom to fail. I didn't want Kim Anderson to fail. But they're failing. And my eyes can see it. You know what I mean? And last year, I was calling for Barry Odom's head. And then he reels off the fuck. He gets a bunch of wins in a, at the end of the season on a soft schedule. And you go, he, you know, okay, well. But at that point, I was like, all right, this is the last time we're going to do this, though. This is the last time we're going to let Barry really stomp on his own dick. And then figure out a way to win six games or seven games or eight games or whatever and get us to a bowl game and, and, and claim like he's had a good season because this hasn't been a good season. And I think what it, what it's resonating more this year, one, it's his fourth year, so it's I'm, we're sick of seeing this. At this point, it's a pattern. And then two, he had us at the top of the SEC East, controlling our own destiny, going into Vanderbilt and Kentucky. I mean, he, he this was an opportunity to grab the SEC East by the throat. And not only did he not grab it by the throat, he fucking hot dog water. Hot dog water. Corn-filled shit down we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Both fucking legs, so embar- in, in such an embarrassing fashion. It's not like we lost these teams by one point. We didn't lose to Kentucky on some fucking harebrained scheme play on a fucking penalty like at the end of the game last year. We got fucking housed by Kentucky. They pushed us to the ground and entered us without our consent. And I don't want to hear about weather because they played the same rain we did. And they did it with a third string quarterback who's actually a wide receiver. Yeah. So to me, the thing that's gotten me at wit's end about Barry Odom is, like you said, this is four years of this shit. Every single fucking season. The difference between this season and the last seasons is he's benefited from low expectations in the past. He came off that 2015 season with Gary Pinkle retiring and things were in a bad shape. 
You know, it was not an enviable position he found himself in. But this is year four. It's all his guys. And not only that, guess what? This was the softest Charmin schedule anyone in the SEC could ever hope for. And you're five and one on top of the division. Five and one. Yeah. Top of the division with the two worst teams in the conference back to back. It doesn't win those games. It doesn't. You will literally coach for ten years, and you won't have it line up like that again. I mean, what you what you did was you missed an opportunity. Probably the only opportunity where you'll be in that position, where not only you on top of the division, but you got the two worst opponents in your division to fucking beat up on to to really solidify your position, and you fucking shit down both legs. And this was a season he got five straight home games to work with. Coaches do not get that kind of schedule. I mean, the team blew it. It just this five home games and two bye weeks. You've got two bye weeks in there, too, to work shit out on. So, I mean, you can get guys back to healthy, game plan, new things. It's shit. I mean, it really, it's sad. They fucked it up bad. Vanderbilt was so bad. Kentucky was so bad. Usually, we like to go through the game and talk it out. But, I I mean, it's just, there's so much to talk about. If you'd like to know about this week, just watch the Vandy game. Yeah. Here's my suggestion. We had, I don't know if it was the most voicemails we've ever had, but we had a fuckload of them. And I thought maybe we'd just get it started early. And then we kind of talk through it based on whatever the guys bring up on the calls. I don't know about you, but I think a lot of our listeners really enjoy listening to the voicemails because misery loves company. And it's a little cathartic to hear how miserable everybody else was. And I like hearing calls from late, late Saturday night. It was a night game. So everybody's clearly drunk. Clearly angry, and uh, that yeah. makes things even yeah. better. Good. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. What's up, you fucking self-loathing loser pussies? This is TJ Brick for Hands Mo. If I don't see you guys at the fucking game tonight, sitting there in the pouring ass rain, I'm gonna go on national fucking TV and blast every single one of you from my goddamn couch. Okay. Well, one thing, TJ Mo's never been near national television since he left playing college football. And, and we'll never see uh, national television uh, this again because he's basically like a watered-down Clay Travis acolyte proud boy. Oh, that's, and it's, un- that's that, it. You know what I mean? Like, that's untrue. Ben Askren may ask him to be on Breitbart one day. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he can shit. answer some questions on there. Yeah. All right, pregame voicemail. It's about 40 minutes to kick off. We should go out there. We need to go out there and destroy Kentucky, despite the weather, which, yes, gives them an advantage. Covering is not enough. The expectation needs to be we're out there crushing them. And the problem is it's not. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not even sure we're going to win. And that's a problem with fan base confidence and the head coach. You have the hindsight of playing this on the podcast after we know what happens. I hope we do. I hope I'm wrong. But that's the problem here. I have no confidence that what should happen is what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad to hear that sort of pessimism before we got our asses beat. Yeah. I don't know that the range should have been that big of a factor for Kentucky. I mean, I guess they had no passing game and we had some. But it seems like, you know, something's wrong with Kelly Bryant. Well, you know, I went on the radio this week, one of these radio interviews about Kentucky, or about Missouri, playing Kentucky. On Kentucky radio. Yes. It, sorry, I said that really badly. That's why they want me on the radio, because I'm so articulate. But I told them, I was like, I feel like Mizzou's pretty well equipped to play in the rain. They got re- they got two really good running backs, and Dawson Downing uh, as a third is really good. You know, Kelly Bryant is a mobile quarterback. I mean, in the rain, theoretically, Mizzou has a ground game that should be able to move the ball, even if you can't throw. 
And despite what the Lions played like in the last two weeks, I would have told you they were one of our strengths up until two weeks ago. And so I thought between having a decent offensive line, a mobile quarterback, and three serviceable running backs to go oh, I mean, one serviceable running back, two really good running backs, we should be fine in the rain. And instead, we shit the bed. Well, I can tell you now that I coach football Saturday in the rain and my seven-year-old caught passes. <laughs> It's fucking seven. Well, he's got that on Jonathan Johnson. Yeah, I mean, you put gloves on, and then you catch the football. Can we talk about how um, Albert O is essentially a non- It's fucking stupid. We scored seven points, and we have an NFL tight end on our team. Yeah, he's a non-factor. He is going to play for the Patriots next year and have 37 touchdowns. (laughs) We're going to use him all the fucking time. It's going to be amazing when he does it. We'll be like, he was at Mizzou. He never fucking played. We're saving him for the end of the season. Fuck Derek Dooley. When when we're only only have five wins and we're trying to make the bowl game, that's when we'll really use him. It's like the opposite of Emmanuel Hall. Let's not use somebody for three or four years and then use him at the end. This one, we used him as a freshman, but fuck him as a senior. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, Four straight weeks of him just being absent. Yeah, well, I'm trying to find a place I can live bet this cocksucker. About <laughs> a minute and a half left in the second quarter. Yeah, they pretty much don't want to be there. It's raining. It sucks. They're all wet. They're a bunch <laughs> of fucking pussies. I don't know what to fucking do with this team besides, uh, you know, fucking they suck. God bless. <laughs> God bless you, too. You're American. <laughs> Fuck Barry Odom. There are no more excuses for this shit. Fuck TJ Mo. Fuck you guys. Fuck the Paul Finebot. Fuck this fucking team. Fuck this fucking game. Go fuck yourself. Love you. Bye. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I'll say this about Philly's consistent. Yes. Yeah. I mean, whether we're winning or losing, fuck you. Fuck the Finebot. Fuck everybody. And he loves us. Yeah. I love when Phil has Twitter wars with the Finebot. <laughs> That's the best. What if Phil ran the Finebot account and he's fighting with himself? Oh, that'd be even better. Well, it's uh, 21 to fucking nothing at halftime, and uh, just came across the old waiver wire. Uh, Kelly Bryant's going to go ahead and transfer. Yeah. You heard it live, right? This fucking guy has here. his own sound effects. Because uh, he fucking sucks, and he's going to take Barry Odom, too. Listen <laughs> to the next fucking school they go to, Shipboy USA. Is this a guy from Letterkenny? No, it, so- it sounds like I thought it was a guy from fucking Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the hockey player from Letterkenny who you never see his face. He's always just on the pot. Shorzy. 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 <laughs> Well, we've officially reached Turnberger status. I don't understand why our offense is so terrible. I realize it's raining, but what's Kentucky's excuse for just running up and down the field on us? Derek Dooley needs to go. We have way too many skill position players for this. And my wife keeps yelling at me, telling me I'm an idiot for cussing and caring too much. M-I-Z. Yeah, I don't have any excuse. I mean, I think there's something severely wrong. We were talking about, after like five straight wins, that we look legitimately good. And now we look terrible. Like, we cannot move the ball. Something has happened. I uh, I, I can sympathize with this guy because my son literally has uh, recorded Snapchats of me screaming curse words and obscenities at our television. And he... He and uh, the rest of my children laugh heartily as they listen to the dad lose his mind over Mizzou football. Mm-hmm. You're a good parent. <laughs> no one's ever said that. <laughs> that ain't mad. You know, you have a coach that game plans for a one-dimensional team on defense, 
and, you know, just completely, you know, one linebacker all the time. And, you know, once they get past that, that's to the races. So piss poor coaching on that. Um, offense is just garbage. Offensive line, no push on the run game. I'm calling it now. Locker room loses it. Odom loses locker room. The team's not motivated for him. Two weeks in a row now. I love to see what TJ Moe's fucking excuse is. <laughs> yeah, it's not just TJ Moe either, and, and there's a lot of excuses. I mean, one of the excuses I cannot abide by is that, well, who else are they going to hire? How are we going to find a coach? I think that is the biggest pussy excuse money, ever. Money, money. I mean, we're going to hire Mike Leach, guys. There's coaches, like I've said it before, There's this country is full of fat guys that look like a beanbag chair grew a mustache. They can all coach. Give them a clipboard. Coaching is not rocket science, guys. You can find a fucking coach. They're out there. At the end of this year, a bunch of yeah, good the coaches are going to get like, fired. Hey, guys, we're mediocre to disappointing every year, but who are we going to – how can we expect anyone to coach better than this? Do you hate your team? I mean, you're kind of <laughs> – You hate yourself, ultimately. And, and the other thing is like, well, Barry Odom's a true son. He's going to stick around for 20 years. That sounds like a nightmare to me. You want 20 <laughs> years of losing to Kentucky because we're 0-4? This is fucking – that's a garbage excuse. Oh, listen, this – take away everything else that's gone on in, in uh, the past four years for the Missouri Tigers. All of it. Just throw it all out the window. Being 0-4 to Kentucky – is a fireable offense. I agree. Yeah, of all the stats I read, he's 0-4 against Kentucky. And guess what? Gary Pinkle lost to Kentucky his last year, so we're 0-5 as a program the last five years. Yeah, it's part of what Kentucky. makes me so upset is, like I said, I went on the radio in Kentucky, and they um, they view themselves as on par with Missouri, if not a little better. And I was like, oh, my God, you know what? Why wouldn't they think that? They've beat us four years in a row. I was yeah, like, Barry Odom has turned us into Kentucky. It's the worst. And then we haven't really talked about Tristan Castillo's comments in the locker room post game. I mean, that was the first cracks showing publicly. Like he was basically saying there are guys who need to get their fucking house in order off the field. We don't know what that means. It means there's a lot of speculation is going to happen. A lot of cryptic. Yeah, I mean, anytime your team loses, there's going to be pick finger pointing. There's going to be excuses made. Well, I don't know if he's talking about his line mates, but Mr. Castillo doesn't have a fucking real firm bed of ground to stand on because our offensive line has been shit. So, I mean, unless he's talking about the guys on the right and left of him, if he's talking about wide receivers or he's talking about off the field, so who knows what he's talking? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know who these individuals are that need to get their shit together, but let me tell you who needs to get their shit together: the offensive line. You know what I mean? So. I appreciate that he is uh, looking out for the team and he wants his teammates to get their shit together, but the offensive line needs to get their shit together. Because I'm going to tell you what, it's not like the, the offensive line was playing great and the rest of the team let us down. That's too bad we can't lose the rest of the games and get a high draft pick like the NFL. That's right. And that's why the powers that be stay the powers that be in college football because there's no mechanism for riding the ship. It's, it's If you're powerful, you're going to stay powerful. I don't want to watch any more games this year, to be honest with you. I, well, I'll tell you what. We filled the stadium. It was a sellout at homecoming against Ole Miss. <laughs> Next home game we have, boy, it is going to be sparser. Hey, if you want to take your kids to a game, you'll be able to get tickets for real fucking cheap. Yeah, that uh, secondary market is going to be pretty nice. Hey, what's up? Spencer here. I'm a junior down at the zoo. Uh, I've been a Mizzou fan all my life here. Grew up in Kansas City watching the Tigers and, you know, obviously the the border war and all that. I'm excited to have that back. But, yeah, going off of what you said in your tweet there, you know, where uh, the Tigers are kind of aligning themselves on two sides here, I'd assume this would be the Fire Barry Odom line. Personally, you know, all I've got to say about Barry Odom is I saw him on campus one time, hollered at him, said, hey, coach, how you doing? And uh, he looked at me and didn't say anything back. So, you know, that's really my only experience with coach and our 
football team kind of is a big fat letdown right now, so I don't know. You know, take that how you like, but uh, let's go. M-I-Z. Hey, if a coach doesn't yell back, doing good old bud or, you know, great day, big chief or something like that, you should be fired right there. You're his boss. You pay taxes. I passed Conso the other day on the sidewalk, uh, literally, and I was like, hey, what's up, coach? He's like, hey, man. He gave me a a response. Mm -hmm. Conso hung out with us at the PGA Championship, drinking beers, having a good time. Did he? Yeah, absolutely. If Conzo would have spit on you, I'd have been more. And you proud know what? We've interviewed Barry how many times? He sounds like such an affable, good guy. I know. To, that to, to give that guy the high hat, you know. It's dog hunting season. He's got other things on his mind. I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, you could make an, a good argument for hanging on to Barry Odom. I may not agree with it, but it's a reasonable, rational argument. Most of what I'm seeing is like bad, bad takes, bad arguments for hanging on to a coach, and that's all you got now. Once you got just the insane lunatic cult members. Your days are numbered. Well, if any job, he's a state employee. He gets paid by the state with taxpayer money. If you worked at any other job and you sucked at it for four years, you'd get fucking fired. Like, I mean, that's part of it. So when people say quit bitching or do whatever, you know what? Fuck them. I pay taxes. You know, he's my employee. He works for me. Fuck him. Get him out of there. You know, that's part of why they get paid so much money is that they expect this is not a long-term job. Very rarely do you get to work somewhere for 20 fucking years. And part of the compensation for that is millions of dollars. And he'll get a job. It's not like Barry's going to be unemployed forever. He'll get a job as the coordinator somewhere and do that. It's not It's not the end of the line for old Barry. He'll, he'll pick up somewhere. Yeah, and he's, he's got good coaching ahead of him, I think, hopefully. I mean, part of the reason we gave him a break early on was his first head coaching job ever, and he had to learn the ropes. Well, I think at year four, we're done with the learning the ropes screw-ups, and now it's just like, why isn't anything changing? I mean, I still – I want to see how this ends. You know what I mean? I'm not like firing midseason or anything like that. I'm very unhappy. I'm Colin's off the bandwagon. I don't want to say that yet, but I have got more complaints than I've got praise. Like I said, I just want to fire Dooley first and see if somebody else can't write that offensive ship because we have enough good players that it should be turned around. Well, we've got a ton of voicemail, so why don't we take our first break for the day, come back, get to more of those. We've got uh, a lot of SEC around the horn. There's a lot to talk about. We'll be back. This is the Mazatcast. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor. Who is it? Well, they're called Manscaped. And oh, I know I know this product. Yeah, they sent us some stuff, didn't they? Yeah, we shaved our sweet salty balls with them. I'll tell you what, they have good stuff. I shaved and I found a tattoo I forgot I even had. <laughs> They're the number one men's below-the-belt grooming company in America. My balls are so soft. (laughs) (laughs) Who's the governing body who decides this, by the way? I don't know, but I I believe what they're telling me. Manscaped has redesigned its electric trimmer. It's called the Lawnmower 2, and it has proprietary skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's a zero-turn mower. It gets the job done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's scrote-safe. That's guaranteed. But I can't tell you how many lacerations my ball sack used to have before we got Manscaped. Well, you shouldn't have been using that bullwhip, Colin. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. In my defense, it was a rusty lawnmower blade. But either way, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Don't use the same trimmer on your face as you use on your balls. That's day one stuff. Act now and you can get 20% off and free shipping. Just use the code armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the right job. Your balls will thank you. Kentucky rain keeps pouring down. 
here's another town that I'll go walking through with the rain in my shoes, searching for you. And we are back. We played shitloads of voicemails. I think we're going to take a break from that. Why don't we go around the horn with the SEC to talk about some other schools who aren't fucking miserable and depressing to listen to. We, we, we break our bread at Waffle House. Our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. We built a church for Saturdays and called it SEC. Loves football. And we got some good news. Colin, didn't you say that you have repaired the Paul Feinbot? Yeah. It's uh, shocking that I didn't destroy him all over again. I know. Considering the outcome of this game. Well, let's fire him up now. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. All right. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Thank you, Mizzou Cast Podcast. All right. Caleb, what do you got for us this week? First up, we had Mississippi State playing Texas A&M. Ah, this was uh, one of your picks, I believe, this, this week. This was one of my picks for A&M to cover, and they did, 49-30. to 30. Texas A&M. It was the only game that I picked correctly this <laughs> week out of three. Yeah, you wanted your heater, and you did not get it. Uh, no. Fuck Notre Dame. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. Caleb, I know you lost with Notre Dame, but anytime I can see Notre Dame get beat and embarrassed, I'll take it. Yeah, it's kind of okay, because they got their ass handed to them by Khaki Boy, who wasn't wearing khakis. You're right about that. I am right. <laughs> On to the next game, which was a very good game, Auburn and LSU, which Auburn in the first half kind of controlled this game, but ended up losing to LSU 23-20. to Yes, sir. Yeah, that was I, I. This was one of the more entertaining non-Mizzou SEC games I've seen all year. It, I watched those two teams and thought they would absolutely house us, either one of them. Yes, in a game that was kind of shocking, South Carolina went to Tennessee and Tennessee beat them forty-one to twenty-one, and that's after South Carolina put a scare in Alabama and Florida. Yeah, th- that's concerning. That Tennessee seems to be not horrible. I really like. A world where Tennessee sucks ass. We need Tennessee to be bad and Arkansas. How is how is uh, Will Muschamp's seat holding up right now? Well, you know, we had talked to that Rob Sanders from South Carolina when we played them, and I uh, have been exchanging texts with him, and he said that uh, you know post Georgia. Things were riding high in South Carolina world, but it kind of reminds me of when Florida, when we beat Florida last year after Kentucky, this Tennessee game has put them right back on the fuck Will Muschamp tracks. They, I don't think he's going to be there long. Well, good, because Will Muschamp sucks. Yeah, I appreciate anybody that uh, is on the fuck Will Muschamp bus. He is a likable person. And then the Arkansas Razorbacks truck their way into Alabama and got a dick shoved at them. <laughs> far. Yeah, you're right, Paul. I also find that funny. 48 to 7. <laughs> Alabama. Alabama. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. What I like about Paul, he likes dick jokes as much as I do. He loves dick jokes. Yes, sir. He's been, <laughs> been in my dungeon way too long. You're right about that. 
And that's it. That's all the SEC games that were played this week. It was a short docket. Uh, what's going on next week? I know we're not playing. Thank <laughs> God. Oh, we've got a fucking reprieve. I'll pass on watching the Missouri game. We have a word school, UTSA. Anybody can take a guess what that is. We have no idea. Let's go with the University of Texas, San Antonio. Sounds pretty great. close. That might be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 really. That's, that's not even funny, Caleb. I'm like, I thought you were going to some good at us. Uh, <laughs> University of Tennessee sad assholes. There you go. That's close. <laughs> All better. right. Uh, versus Texas A&M. Texas A&M. How about smelly assholes? Smelly assholes. There you go. University of Tennessee smelly assholes. It was founded by T. Martin in 2001. <laughs> Just looked it up. <laughs> Texas A&M. Texas A&M going to beat them. We, yeah. can move, we can move on to the next one. Uga and Florida. Uh, this is going to be a heck of a game, and it will basically decide the East. Georgia. Yeah. The party between the hedges. Yeah. Is that, is that what they call that thing down there? No, it's or the some, world's biggest world's cocktail biggest party. World's biggest cocktail party. That's right. Yeah. They're all drinking fireball. I'll drink to that. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think Florida wins that game. Really? Yep. Well, I will say this. Georgia's quarterback has fucking been garbage. It's hard to win without a good quarterback. Yeah. See Missouri. The hapless Tigers continue to inch toward the bottom of the SEC. Their old quarterback looks really good at Ohio State, the best team in the country right now. Well, my favorite team. You I mean love Mr. Them. Eason? Yeah. That kid, Eason came in against Missouri. Do you remember that? And, like, and won the job and became their guy. And then he got hurt and gone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not real confident in Georgia's quarterback situation either because that game against South Carolina, he just shit the bed. And Florida's a lot better than South Carolina. Well, in game we call turd of the week, we have Mississippi State playing Arkansas in Arkansas. Yeah. This is the turd burger. Yeah, it's a terrible game. No one cares who wins or loses this. <laughs> Bet at your own risk. Mississippi State. No. Oh. And then we have University of Alabama Birmingham traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, this was, should be an easy one for Tennessee, I suppose. Well, they should win that game, which means they probably won't. But yeah, they did get beat by Georgia State this year, but uh, yeah, they seem to be a much different team. It's like I don't know. It's like we've had some sort of parent trap swap. It's that movie where they uh, parent trap. There you go. Where we um, that doesn't matter. You say whatever you want. Um, <laughs> Is that with Lindsay Lohan before she was crazy? Well, I think there was another one before well, that, and then they're like, "Hey, let's get this crazy whore Lindsay Lohan to make a oh, redo fire crotch." Yeah, <laughs> oh, fire crotch to make it. Anyway, I think Jeremy Pruitt and Barry Odom seem to have switched bodies or switched brains or something because Tennessee started out like garbage, and now they look halfway decent. We started out halfway. Well, think decent. about how good Jeremy Pruitt must be in a job interview. Because you watch that guy walk through a door, you're going to be like, hey, buddy, let me get you some scissors with blunt edges. Oh, yeah. I and mean, he looks like a penis with a little hat on it. <laughs> yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. I know. That guy looks like a- It's amazing that a lot of these guys get jobs. I mean, have you seen Adam Gase for the Jets? Yeah. I mean, that guy's fucking nuts. And he is coaching an NFL football team. I just look at Jerry Pruitt and I think, wow, Jeremy Pruitt looks like uh, he wears a helmet. Mm. He must interview really well. <laughs> Spends all day masturbating. Yeah, exactly. Throwing in his own shit. Things like that. Well, Tennessee's going to win. Okay. Tennessee. On to the next. Ole Miss visiting Auburn. Arkansas. <laughs> no, Paul. <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't fix, you didn't fix him flutter. all the way, did you, no, Colin? Auburn. That's there better. You know, he's on. Auburn. I agree with Paul on this one. All righty. And, of course, I mean, it is merciful. Is that the last one? Nope. We got one more. Oh, sorry about that. We've got one more. We've got... Uh, 
We've got the best team in the country, Vanderbilt Commodores, going and visiting South Carolina. <laughs> God, Vanderbilt could win this game. As bad as South Carolina's playing and no. the way they played against Missouri, I mean, you're right. It's impossible. <laughs> Only Missouri can fucking shit the bed that hard. You're right about that. Yeah, I know that I am. There are a lot of places I would really like to visit in this country that I've never been to. Missouri, not high on my list. Yeah, don't blame you this season, Paul. Well, he's not going to have to come here. No. All right, so that'll do it. It uh, it'll be an interesting. Do- I'm most interested in the Georgia Florida game. To be honest, that's that's the one that decides our division since we bowed out of the East. Yeah, fuck it. Pick another team. Cheer for them. That'll do it from around the horn. Why don't we circle back to a few of those voicemails? Get through them because, like I said, we've got a shitload of them. I'm calling as a third-party fan. I don't have a dog in the fight with Mizzou. I just have a lot of Mizzou fan friends. And I think you guys should fire Barry Odom. He's a horrible coach. He's a horrible recruiter. He's not the best thing Mizzou can do. And Mizzou can do a lot better as a school and does a lot better as a coach. So now we just have random college football fans calling in telling us to fire Barry Odom. Smart college football fans. Look at places like Minnesota. they undefeated. They're in fucking Minnesota. It's cold up there. Yeah. And they can win. Absolutely. I mean, there you go. If Minnesota can do it. Honestly, you know what? If we could just be Wisconsin, I'd be satisfied. If we could be like Wisconsin, you know, constantly threatening 10 win seasons. Well, and they're in our Michigan defense. Michigan State. If in our defense, like guys, that. are we going to get Hayden Fox to take the Missouri job in the day? Point. You might be mistaken him for Minnesota State, you know, the Screaming Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. God, that took a long time to get a 90s oh, first 90s reference. reference in the show. Yeah. I know. I, I wanted to give you a pat on the back. And you guys started referencing Letter Kenny. I'm like, that is very contemporary. You know, <laughs> yeah. like we, I mean, that's happened in the last six months. Him in the new season. I mean, we're, we're we're usually making references that are at least 20 years old. <laughs> you know, I got some nephews that are cool. Yeah, you sure. know, they teach me some things. <laughs> Somebody please help. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the guy needs I, a life alert bracelet. That was me. I was careful to make sure the voicemails got in here chronologically this time, so you will notice the fans' tone change as they go from hopeful to pissed to despondent to uh, this guy clearly uh, crying for help. I, I don't know what else to say. How can you keep Barry Odom around? What redeeming qualities does a Barry Odom coach team have right now? This team is lifeless. They just they look like they don't even want to be there. They're getting run out of the building by a bad team for the second straight week. How do you not just try something else? Get another coach. I don't care if he's a true son. Because as far as I'm concerned, his true son license is about to expire if he keeps on playing like this. Oh, my God. This guy sounds like Seth Rogen's friend, who's in all those Seth Rogen movies, you know, like... James uh, Franco? No, the guy from This Is The End, you know. Uh, Jay? Jay, yeah. Hard right Jay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hard right you know Jay from Letterkenny. Ki- yeah, it's hard right Jay from Letterkenny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 God fucking damn it. Isn't Barry Odom supposed to be a goddamn defensive-minded coach? Can't even stop a fucking quarterback from running. Can't stop a goddamn punter from running goddamn 60 yards. M-I-Z. Oh, and that was like a botched play. I don't even think it was yeah, designed. Yeah, we got, we got pantsed by a punter. <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, a punter pulled down Mizzou's pants and pointed at its tiny, tiny cock. 
No more excuses for this fucking idiot. Fuck Barry Odom. And fuck PJ Moe. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy all the vitriol for TJ Moe oh, since he came out. I, it's fucking wonderful. Odom, Odom and, and, and TJ are now a, a singular unit. They're a couple. Yeah, they're they're, they're oh. together. I think Colin and I both laughed loud when somebody on Twitter said, <laughs> what was it, that TJ Moe has lost his game? Gag reflex for Barry Odom. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst experience of any sports team any fan could ever endure. I hate everyone. I hate Mizzou. I hate Barry Odom. I hate Derek Dooley. I hate everyone except Kelly Bryant. He's fine. He's just injured. Fuck. I can't even put into words how upset I am about this team and this program and just everything. I don't even want to do this anymore. Hey, two weeks ago, we were led the East. <laughs> yeah, just so we you know, nationally ranked. Yep, two weeks ago, that was us. Fucking hot garbage, dude. Hot, hot garbage. Hot, man, can't do a goddamn thing on offense. Can't do a goddamn thing on defense. I've been a, a, a fucking Barry Odom supporter for years. Let's all just do drugs. Like even through this bullshit. Every day. Guys, should we just be doing I drugs? Don't know how yeah. much more. You have Every, drugs. I mean, we're not going to win against Georgia. We're not going to win against Florida. It's just not going to happen. MIV. Honest question though, guys. Should we just stop watching football and just do do lots of drugs? Do drugs every day, Danny. We should all. Hey, everybody listen. Do drugs. If you've got kids in the car, you might have to turn down the uh, radio. You shouldn't like, be listening uh, to this. 30 seconds ago when I said everybody should, should do drugs. You shouldn't be listening to this with your kids, dickheads. <laughs> there you go. All right. But you know what? We'll get back to you if we're going to quit the show and just do drugs. Yep, another Mizzou performance. I knew exactly where this game was going right at the end of the second, not even in the middle of the second quarter when we were fucking doing nothing, just like we did against Vanderbilt. Is it bad that I want Barry Odom to lose out so they finally fire him? M-I-Z. I know what this guy's saying. This is a weird fan impulse, but I've had this impulse where you want your team to lose so that they'll make a move to make them stop oh, losing. I, I, I lived this. I mean, I think every Chiefs fan who lived through the Scott Pioli years knows that there, there came a point where we're just like, let's let's go two and fourteen. Let's get fucking housed by everybody so they don't have any other choice but to shit can his. Just ass. leave Tyler Palco in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Passes. We're fucking playing Tyler Palco. But isn't it from a distance a weird impulse to be like, God, I I hate losing so much. So but I hope we deal. lose some if, more. If so you that can we just stop losing. know they're going to lose every game, you don't have to invest any time or effort into it. Yeah, you just your Saturdays well, are imp- fucking done. Yeah, I, I think the impulse is just born of you want to make sure that there's no room for indecision. You want yeah. Jim Sturt to be like, I can't keep him. Yeah. But if no, you lose can't. all those games, Mike Leach may say, well, you guys didn't do well enough. I'm going to go coach Florida State. I don't know. So you've got to win a couple. I think he's going to get hot. That's the reason I'm, not, I'm afraid we're not going to get Mike Leach because two years ago, you, when we hired Brady, you could have had Mike Leach for a song because he mm-hmm. wanted to be back in the Power Fives. I mean, he was theoretically in the Power Fives. Mm-hmm. Bucking boom, bump, buck, nowhere, Washington. But the point is, is like you could have had him when you hired Barry Odom. In fact, we knew we weren't going to get him because, anyway, we won't go down that story. But the point is, is that I'm not sure you can get him now. Well, and I don't know that he wants to leave because he is in Washington State, like you say, the heart of Bigfoot country. And that's the guy who really wants to find Bigfoot. You know, this is a football coach who cares about Sasquatch. 
Do we have anything in Missouri that we could attract him with? Do we got any? Uh, one of the like, there is some monster uh, like northeast. There's some like stink monster like around Hannibal. It's a weird thing. Look it up. Well, do we have chupacabra? Coke yeah, Caleb? we, we do. Chupacabra That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a Missouri I'm, stink monster. I, yeah, I'm, telling I'm sure you. there's something down the Mark Twain forest. There's something running around down there. We're going to take our final break for the day. We're going to do a little Sasquatch stink monster Missouri research. We'll come back. We got Kansas news for you, and then some really really spurious news that you should not trust about Sasquatches in the state of Missouri. <laughs> All right. This is the Mazzotcast. When your phone hits the pavement, that protective cover may not keep it from cracking. If this happens to you, repairing it at Midmo iFix could save you hundreds of dollars over buying a new one. They also sell used smartphones with a 30-day warranty. So if your phone was dropped and the screen is cracked or broken, stop by Midmo iFix before you invest way more on a new phone. This is Kevin. I have years of experience repairing damaged phones, and if you have no use for that old smartphone, turn it into cash today. I'm located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. Hey, hurting me now don't mean a thing. Since love ain't here, don't feel the pain. My mind ain't nothing but a total blank. I think I'll just stay here and drink. And we are back. And as promised, we did the research that you all have been asking for as Mizzou football fans. There is a Bigfoot monster in Missouri. Do your own Googling, Wikipedia. It's called Momo the Monster. Here's what Momo the Monster is. And this is how we lure Mike Leach in. Momo is the name of a local legend similar to Bigfoot reportedly to live in Missouri. Momo is short for Missouri Monster, reported to have a large pumpkin-shaped head and furry body and hair covering the eyes resembling a shag carpet. Kind of sounds like our friend Cody, who was on the show last week. Yep. First reported in 1971 near Louisiana, Missouri. Anyway, seven foot tall. Hairy man-like creature and emits a terrible odor. Sightings were also reported in 1972. I think that's just Monty Harge. Is mm-hmm. that Monty, is it, are they just talking about Monty Harge? Yeah. Was he driving a Volkswagen Rabbit from the back seat? Because <laughs> <laughs> if it is, that's fucking Monty Harge. Jeff said his own Monty Harge. <laughs> I think we've done some educating here. Yeah. Momo the monster. People don't know about that. Come on, Mike Leach. Come find Momo. That's right. Let's just do drugs and turn this to a Momo podcast. Mm-hmm. I'd like Momo the monster to be the official mascot of the Mazadcast. I want Mike Leach Done. on this podcast. Oh, God. How great would that be? I think we can make it happen. I think we can make it happen Maybe now when he's at season. Washington State. Yeah. He would come do it. Yeah. We're on it. <laughs> All right. So we said Kansas news. I'm going to, I've broken the voicemails up into two thirds, guys. We've done two of them. I'm going to bust out one or two more now just to get through these suckers. Power through. Hey, guys. It's your buddy here, Daniel, at Silver Dollar City. And holy fuck, this team is not any fun to watch, which does not actually represent your show, which the theme song of which is way too exciting. So whenever we get to listen to your show after the game, we play like hot dog water. Hot dog water. It just gets me too excited. So maybe try to, I don't know, like Tony Kornheiser jingle fest here and get a a we fucking suck song going for the opener yeah i don't have much else to say but lechizery and fuck very odom 
That's probably good advice. Does maybe. anybody want to submit a sad open intro for the show? <laughs> well, I think maybe uh, Army of Mike could do that. I mean, he's the official house band. Of yeah, the Mike. We'll, we'll talk to him about. Hey, Daniel, can you uh, can you hook us up with some Silver Dollar City tickets? We've got a worthless friend that loves that place. Oh, heck, Caleb, let's just get some passes. We'll take the kids. Yeah, be great. Silver Dollar City is a great place to. We'll be. go watch the Christmas parade. It'll be great. Yeah, I want to see guys blow glass, eat popcorn. Fuck yeah, <laughs> kettle corn. You can't beat the pork rinds. Oh, yeah. Fresh pork rinds. Daniel, I'm just saying, you don't have to, but if you want to, hook it up. And all the reenactors have genuine 1830s bushes. Oh, we'll go. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Manscaped, we'll take sorry. our manscape kits down there and shave all those bushes. Oh, we just we may for just free. Hit, yeah, hit the mother load. We're gonna take, we're gonna introduce Silver Dollar City to Manscape. We're gonna yeah. make Manscape so much. Those money. lawnmowers <laughs> are gonna get a workout down there. Make Silver Dollar City shaved again. Yeah. Yeah, this sucks and fire Odom and everything. But I was just thinking, whatever happened to that Brian Goers guy? He was my favorite. <laughs> Is this Brian Goers leaving a voicemail because no one liked Brian Goers? Yeah, well, hell, we didn't even like Brian. He was on the show. No, I, to, but seriously, I killed Brian Goers. Yeah, that's guys. what I was going to say. To be serious, uh, Brian's dead. Yeah, Brian died long ago. All right, we got just a couple voicemails left. I'm going to push that off and just get into Kansas news because we got to do it. It's time once again, as always, for Kansas news. There were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. This is Kansas News. First story of the day, Kansas flooding unearths ancient bear skull. Two sisters kayaking the Arkansas River this summer made a historic find, a huge bear skull that's hundreds, if not thousands, of years old. The skull is believed to have been preserved in the sands of the river until it was displaced by major flooding this year. Ashley and Aaron Watt were kayaking down the river in south-central Kansas in August when they saw the skull protruding from a sandbar. The Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks and Tourism said when they pulled it out, they saw the skull had massive teeth, some the diameter of a human thumb. The skull is about 16 inches long and had a fossilized appearance, which led paleontologists to insist the bear skull is thousands of years old, but Kansas state officials disagree, stating the universe is only 6,000 years old. <laughs> officials then offered paleontologists the choice of being tarred and feathered and tossed across the border, or to be bound to a pole and burned as witches. If it is verified as a grizzly skull, it would be the first physical evidence of the animal in the state, according to the University of Kansas. Historical reports suggest the animal was common, but the species was widely Wiped out in Kansas in the mid-1800s when the area became overcome with slack-jawed gun nuts. Currently, the skull is being worshipped as some sort of god. <laughs> the worst part of this story is like, it was me. I find a giant bear skull. I'm not telling anybody. It's just going in my basement. Yeah. On display. Well, there's an update to this story, and it's a fucking prairie dog skull. Yeah. A from, prehistoric one. Yeah. From like 1632. Yeah, and prairie yeah. dogs weighed like 1,200 pounds then. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. All the methamphetamine has really shrunk them down. Yeah. yeah. Kansas woman incorporates wine into her workout routine. <laughs> what white woman doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Need some fitness motivation? A Kansas woman who loves wine and exercise has figured out how to bring both together. This doesn't seem that tough. You just drink wine while you exercise. And the lady who thought this up's name's Karen, right? <laughs> I, I drink beer while I masturbate all the time. Sure. Yeah, just Caleb cry. invented this a long time ago. Oh. Megan Vaughn combined the activities at a local gym in the town of Leavenworth, Kansas. In her, in her video, Vaughn incorporated wine into each exercise routine by sipping as she completed each move. Yes, that is how one does it. I mean, this is not an invention. Why is this a news story? <laughs> 
<laughs> she recruited a Finn to help make a video and posted it on YouTube. It's not the first time Vaughn has combined wine and exercise. She says she spiced up yoga, burpees, and deadlifting routines in the past. Some people call her fitness revolutionary. Others call her an alcoholic. Yeah, I have friends that drink while doing everything. Working, driving. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is not new. Parenting. Parenting. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's patting Co- them on the back. Coaching. Yeah. You know. They're all equally heroes, Caleb. Yeah. Breastfeeding. <laughs> all of that. <laughs> Smoking. Yeah. Kansas driver strikes fish with vehicle. This is no fish story. Actually, it is. Uh, it's one of these stories where the writers decide to get cute with it. Kansas residents are no strangers to roadkill. It's the main source of protein for most of them. But one Kansas man is telling the story of how he hit a fish while driving on the road. Yes, the road. William Myers was driving down Highway 281 when he saw a bird with something in his claws. The bird dropped the fish while taking off. When he arrived home, he found a bass in the grill of his truck. Social media is calling it a new take on grilled fish. <laughs> when the bird took off, the wind was blowing and it hit the front of my pickup. I thought it was going to break the front of my windshield out and he went over the top finally Meyer said I went out to move the pickup about two hours later I thought what's this sticking out of the grill of my pickup it was a 12 inch bass in a hole in his pickup Meyer said the bass was delicious when breaded and deep fried that's a great story I once found a catfish laying in the middle of the road and took it home and ate it <laughs> and I believe that 100% that is a true story it happened in Loman <laughs> Caleb did Kansas play football Kansas played football. They played Texas Tech. Beat Texas Tech. 37-34. Matt Hatter. Let's go, let's go higher or less miles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're having a great season. What do they By want? Kansas Tours standards. Yeah, they won three that. games, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're creeping up on us. All righty. Time to slug away with the final voicemails. Hey, me again. I called up with 40 minutes prior to kickoff and a rational take. Um, I was right. So I fucking, I'm at a loss. This team sucks. Play calling offensively and defensively is absolutely horrific. It's hot fucking garbage. Hot, hot garbage. And what's most frustrating of all is that the talent is there. The coaching is horrible. The fans are pissed. The fans are disappointed. The fans are inspired. And worst of fucking all, for Odom and fucking Stoke, the fans are not showing up to games. It's a fucking shitty position to be in. Who would want to coach here? They have no financial support. This fucking team has gone from fucking five and one to five and three. Do you dumb dumbs remember when we what might could be the fucking eight goal at this point? And the big old fan expectations. Well, fucking go down. Jesus Christ. Why do I think we can beat Tennessee? We're six and six is a goddamn catch case at this point. I hope the pole band is upheld. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Boy, thoughts. He really just got himself worked up there. Yeah, he reminded me of Ian. It makes me think, I know there's antlers that listen to the show. Did Ian graduate? Why is Ian not calling, screaming into our phone? We needed him. I mean, he motivated the basketball well, If team. you're an antler and you're listening right now, somebody get Ian on the horn and tell him we need his screams of agony. Fire Odom. That's uh, sweet and to the point. Yeah. It should all be that short. And who the fuck did we just lose to? Oh, my God. It was like people lose, you know, when they get ranked, they lose, you know, on the road at Vandy. You know, it happens. What happens? Our brother says it doesn't. It happens. We've, we've seen it. Um, have you ever seen a more piss-poor performance coming off the worst game of the season? Have you ever seen a worse one? Follow that motherfucker up. I love you guys. Sean Taylor, hey, hey, you guys, you know. I donated all this shit one time back in the day, 
and uh, you're like, oh, you can come join, you know, record this shit. No, I'm in Joplin. I ain't trying to do that shit. But uh, I'd love to just, like, bullshit with you guys. But we fucking suck. We suck again. We suck again. Like, fuck. You know, the whole time, the whole game, I'm just like, we can't just, you know, let them run on us the whole time, can we? <laughs> we can't. I mean, we're, we know they're going to run. They got a goddamn wide receiver as a quarterback. We know they're going to run. And then they just ran. Love you guys. I'd love to, you know, get on some Skype with you sometime as opposed to just being live. Because, you know, I live in Joplin. I, I'm never going to make it the fuck down there or up there. I'm just not going to do it. I don't have four days to devote to uh, this dog shit ass team. I just don't have the kind of time to do that shit. But either way, you can call me. I'll give you my goddamn cell phone number. And, uh, <laughs> I will. Let's talk about some shit because it's goddamn terrible. That guy Caleb is messed up. Uh, Verdict. How high was he? Was he high? He seems really high. He goddamn high, Colin. <laughs> hey, I know this guy is. We did I did, we did like a GoFundMe thing for our show years ago, like a long time ago. And this dude actually did like stepped up to the plate and like donated to help us like get equipment and stuff. And also he clearly does drugs. Clearly so it'd be high. cool to hang out with. Yeah. So so I'm gonna follow up with this sucker. But it's gonna happen. Appreciate you. Hey, what's up, guys? It's 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. I was at a wedding all day. I was in it, so, you know, I had to actually do shit. I was singing for them. It was a good time. Very close friends of mine. So, overall, a fantastic day. And guess who had to just shit on any source of happiness that I've ever felt in my life? Good old Missouri. Here's my take on what's going wrong with this team, and it's, it's pure speculation with no basis in fact, but just hear me out. The team is rebelling against this deal with the devil that Dooley and Oda made with Kelly Bryant to let him showcase his so-called fucking quarterback skills as a pocket passer, and he's not. He's terrible. And the players see it happening. Dooley keeps calling these stupid pass plays. This guy is not a pocket passer. He's not. Oda made a promise, and he's sacrificing our season so he can show off his so-called arm for NFL scouts. That's what I think is happening, and I think the team's wise to it, and they're pissed. I could just be making this up. Fuck it. You definitely are. Yeah, I, I like that the conspiracy theories are coming out, though. That just shows me how close we are to the bottom. God, I'll say one thing for Barry Odom. He's made us so bad that we've, like, like Zeus started its own QAnon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm all right with it. I like I, I like when people are drunk. I like when people are mad, and I like conspiracy theories on our voicemail segment. Kim trails and lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. It's time for TJ Mo's douche of the week. Douche of the week. Scott Frost for telling his players he can't they can't wear hoodies in the cold while wearing a hoodie in a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. And and we're recording this Monday night. So these this is after the game. So I don't know when last week's douche ends and this week's douche takes over. But I think that's a great one. It was unbelievable to watch this guy. I mean, he, talk about boomering out hard. He was wearing a fucking hoodie and told him his players not to be pussies and wear hoodies. Yeah. Well, you got, one thing you know, I know about Scott Frost is he sucks and Nebraska isn't back. Yeah. Neither's Texas. They had, oh, no. they had to burn another 60,000 black shirts this year. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we're going to give Scott Frost a douche of the week. Douche. All right. Now the award for uh, Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. Now it's time for Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game. 
Nobody deserves Kirk Farmer's hair. Nobody gets Kirk Farmer's hair this week. You know how immaculate his hair is? Yeah, it's fucking beautiful and flowing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they base Thor's hair in the movies off Kirk Farmer's hair, and there's not one fucking person on this Mizzou team that deserves this award. What about Beatty's 74-yard touchdown? No, fuck him. All right, I'm good to have that. No, I ain't giving shit. You guys can. I'm not giving up Kirk's hair that quick. All right, well, I, I think we've never done it before. This could be the first time ever, and I think this is deservingly. We're withholding the Kirk Farmer's Hair Player of the Game Award. We're not going to give it to anybody. Well, and it's not that Beatty didn't have a great run. It's just that Kirk, this is Kirk Farmer's Hair. Yeah, it is. This is not just something you give away. Yeah, that's right. You don't treat you gotta it you got to earn it. Oh. Two straight weeks. I mean, this is not Kirk Farmer Hair worthy. No. All right, nobody. Congratulations, nobody. What are we playing that for? Well, I just realized that our Kirk Farmer Hair player of the game is a 90s reference. In and of itself. It, yeah. I guess it is a 90s reference. God, right? I'm glad I invented this award years ago. Well, it I'm is the best. Before you were even on the show. I wasn't even on the show. I was just a fan of the show, and I invented this award. <laughs> Congrats, That's how Caleb. much Caleb likes Kirk Farmer's hair. <laughs> I fucking love it. All right. This has been a very negative show. One of the most negative ever. And so, to uh, sort of leave you with less of a sour taste in your mouth. I, I stole a little something. Uh, we're all kind of big fans of Norm McDonald and the podcast he did off and on, far too much off than on. Uh, but at the, he ended each show with jokes where he just had really sort of lame jokes and he'd assign his guests to read them. And I've got some jokes that... In honor of the fact that we're playing the Jayhawks now, the border war has resumed. Uh, there's some jokes I have about the Jayhawks and I've I don't know. Colin, uh, would you like to read a joke, Caleb? Sure. I'm no, we have, not, we have not seen these, no, but it's just I, handing us jokes. I would yeah, really to love to do this. Colin, I think this is a good one for you. Go ahead and read this one. All right. Um, what does the average KU player get on their ACTs? <laughs> Caleb, anybody? Answer, anyone? Uh, 13. <laughs> Drool. <laughs> <laughs> Drool is the answer. All yeah. right. All right, here, here you go, Caleb. Here's one for you. I think you'll like it. Why doesn't KU keep ice on the sidelines? You guys know that? Um, you, you, got an, you got an answer uh, to that? Yeah, the guy with the recipe graduated. <laughs> but um, bump. There you go. All right. Yeah, they're not all winners. They can't all be winners. <laughs> they can't all be winners. Is there one on the back? Uh, don't worry about that. Right. Uh, why don't KU grads use 911 in an emergency? I don't know. They can't find 11 on the phone. All right. That's, <laughs> that's like I said. They can't all be, all they can be all winners. winners. Yeah. Uh, here you go, Colin. Here's one for you. All right. Let's take a look here. Uh, what do you get if you drive by the KU campus real slow? Hepatitis? A degree. There you go. That's it. That's what we're looking for. Bump, bump. All right. Let's see. One for you. Here you go. Caleb, I think you'll like this one. All right. Did you hear that Bill Self is only dressing six players for the game against Missouri? Caleb, what about the other players? <laughs> They'll dress themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, hey, hey uh, fellas. How do you keep Jayhawks out of your yard? Uh, With a broom? Yeah, you put up a goalpost. Because <laughs> they don't score touchdowns. That's why that one's a funny one. Yeah. All right, uh, Colin. Here you go. This is a good one, Colin. This was right up your alley. All right. Question. Did you hear about the big power outage at KU Student Union? No, no. I, hadn't, I didn't hear anything about it. Tell, tell me about it. 40 Jayhawks were stuck on an escalator for three hours. 
It's an escalator. It took me a minute. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it took me a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, could, I could graduate from Not that. an elevator. No, an <laughs> escalator. There you go, Caleb. What are the four best years of a Jayhawker's life? Anybody got that college, answer? Yes, college. college. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, third grade. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're stupid. They are stupid. <laughs> i tell you guys, I did hear a story about a, uh, a Jayhawk fan who had a little dog, and it was the dog in like a Kansas sweater, walked into the bar, and the bar said, bartender was like, no dogs allowed in this bar. And the guy's like, we're huge fans, me and my dog. My TV's broke. Please let us watch the game. The dog's well behaved. The guy's like, okay, but anything happens, this dog's out of here. Kansas Gets the ball, starts the game, run the ball down to the 30-yard line, stalls out. They kick a field goal, score three points, go up three nothing. The dog jumps up on the bar and, like, literally starts high-fiving the fans in this Kansas bar. And the bartender's like, that is amazing. What does the dog do for a touchdown? The guy goes, I don't know. I've only owned him for four years. <laughs> there you go. So, there's some corny jokes for you. So, uh, terrible jokes to, to end the show. To for just terrible game. Yeah, for a terrible game. But you know what? To, to liven things up. There's still hope. No, there's not. There's none. But let's end the show this way. Guys, we are five and three now. How do you think we end the season? We've got uh, four more games. Six and seven? No, that's 13. We have played 12 games. <laughs> <laughs> well... Six and six, Colin. Well, uh, I think that's just how bad we're going to be. We'll figure out a way. <laughs> You're going to be six and no, seven. No, no, no. This could happen, Colin. Yeah, if we get the bowl. You six and six, get a bowl and lose it. We make fun of that's him. But true. This, <laughs> we're true. not fucking winning a bowl game. Good call, Colin. Thank Colin's you. right. Yeah. I'm the stupid one. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I, I'm really bad at math. But no, and thanks, Caleb, for the save. <laughs> yeah. No, but I don't expect Barry Odom to win a bowl game ever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I've never seen him do it. Uh, I say seven and five. Which is fireable, in my opinion, with we, this season. How do we get to seven wins at this point? Colin, this team is a fucking enigma. Yeah. I mean, we should, by right. rights, we're we going to beat be- Georgia by four touchdowns. That's yeah. what's going to happen, and we'll be like, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. That's what Barry Odom's teams do. Seven and five. Uh, five and seven, and I'd rather watch Brock Olivo run it 70 times a game. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think on that note. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers! I drink beer while I masturbate all the time.